0: This is Let's Get Juicy, with me, your host, Juliette Lipman. I'm a female leadership mentor to women who are literally looking to drip in pleasure, wealth, and soul. This is your portal to being inspired and uplifted by intimate conversations I'll be having with powerful women who have reached success on their own terms and that it's all available to you too, my love. I'm so excited you're here. So let's get juicy, shall we? Hello, Daisy. Thank you so much for being here, my love.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. So happy to be here. <laughs>
0: yay, yay. So First of all, I want to introduce you and give these lovely listeners a sense of how we got to know each other and why you're on the podcast today. So basically, yeah, basically, Daisy and I, we met about a year and a half ago. Um, We were doing, um, yeah, I know. (laughs) We met in a mastermind of Elena Ray. She was our mentor at the time, and I remember before Daisy joined, because I had been a part of the Mastermind for a few months, and then Daisy's group joined. I was I was continuing on, and I remember at the time, Elena said, you're going to like this girl named Daisy, and I was like, ooh, okay, and then when Daisy joined, Elena told us, okay, you guys can pick partners to kind of be like business buddies, and so as soon as I saw Daisy appear on, on the Zoom call, I saw this girl who was just like had this European flair, but she was really confident and chic. And I don't know. I was just like, OK, I really need to talk to this girl. Like, who is she? Um, and then I, I emailed Daisy. I'm like, hey, you want to be my partner? <laughs> and you were like, OK, what, is, what does that entail? And then we started a journey and a friendship at first, based on like supporting one another and each other's businesses, we would kind of like launch doula. You know, I use that term a lot, but we'd kind of like doula each other. We'd give each other loving, encouraging words. We'd really see each other and support each other with strategy and all that stuff. And, you know, over the past year and a half, Daisy and I, we've evolved in our friendship as well. We've seen each other on multiple continents. We've had a lot of fun together. Um, we've been through a lot together. And Something that I really think is so amazing about Daisy is that Daisy has launched many different types of programs many times. And I've seen her evolve from, you know, the first launches where she made like a big splash to, you know, these new launches that she's done now where where she's been coming from a place of like more relaxation, more of the feminine, more receptivity. And it's just been so beautiful to watch. So. I'm so excited for you to share your journey with us today around launching and showing up for your business and all that yummy stuff. So without further ado, it's a long intro, but I'd love for you to share. Who are you? What gifts do you bring to this world?
1: Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. And as you know, I I love you so much. And you're one of my bestest friends in the world. So yeah, Julia and I have had such a special friendship from the moment we met I think we have had such a deep connection and we've evolved through so much together that I think you know not to compare to anyone else but we've definitely moved through a lot of things that have definitely even tested you know really tested our friendship and we've just always like moved through that to the next level of intimacy and depth and um, yeah, as Juliet said, we've just witnessed each other grow so much, move through so much. Um, and one of the central focuses of where we've found our connection is through our businesses, because, um, yeah, we're both doing somewhat, you know, similar things, even though we have different zones of genius. So I I am an astrologer. I'm an evolutionary astrologer. So so maybe you might know my account, it's flowers for days. And beyond that, I also dabble in the realms of hypno hypnosis, reprogramming work, working with the subconscious mind and programming in new neural pathways, along with a lot to do with self-empowerment and fundamental self-worth, which then I believe is reflected through our expansion of just abundance and really... Just helping not only women, mostly women, but people in general to live their most authentically fulfilled life by firstly honoring the blueprint of the soul in the birth chart. And then from that point, moving into really claiming and deconditioning what is blocking them from claiming their authentic truth and then giving them the tools and resources to actually curate the life that they want to create for themselves. So I see that process in my work and it's where I really feel like I'm at at the moment. I mean, our healing and clearing journey is never ending. We are always, you know, have work to do. But I think right now it's very like, yes. okay, I've done so much healing of the past. Now it's actually at this point where it's like expanding my being to hold the new reality that hasn't yet been Fully familiar to me that I maybe haven't been shown a pathway in, towards in childhood, and I, I also am giving that to my clients and everything. So yeah, that was a long-winded also introduction.
0: <laughs> I thought it was perfect.
1: Thank you, <laughs> Thank you
0: love, for for sharing all those, all these juicy gems. Um, and so yeah, like let's jump into it. Let's jump into the lessons around launching so I'd love for you to first of all like give us a little time frame of like when you started to launch programs when you started to put yourself out there um and what were the results of that and then we'll go into more details yeah
1: yeah so well I mean I've I've been working working like dancing with astrology for the past decade I started running my business four years ago because I wanted to be really solid in my craft before I started offering it to the world. And as we all know, learning is a lot easier than doing the thing. <laughs> it's easier to stay in the student than the teacher, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when I started my business, I just kind of went for it. I feel like there was such a long buildup towards that and obviously – When I started, I wasn't doing group programs, as is the same for most people. I was just offering one-on-one private sessions, and that just really naturally evolved over time. And then I got to a point where, again, most of us do, where I was like, okay, this is great, but I do want to start expanding my, my resources, my reach, my income level, And because I am the one that's offering the zone of genius here in my business, which is now my company, um, this isn't sustainable for me because at one point I was literally giving like 15 plus readings a week and I was just like, this is not sustainable for me to continue on this way. So I was like, how can I, even if not more, like obviously we always have a desire to increase our income level but I was like how can I even make the same amount of money that I make now Um, because at that point I think I was hitting like 10k months but it was all one-on-one work and I was just like I want to be able to do this in a way that feels more spacious and I needed that time to be doing all of those one-to-one sessions to really build up my authority within the industry Mm -hmm. and to really build my trust and my belief in myself because I'm at this point now where like, one of the things I believe the deepest in my being is that astrology is my gift. Like no one can tell me otherwise. (laughs) I'm just like, there's a lot of other stuff that I could doubt about myself and feel insecure about but astrology isn't one of them. And I needed that time to build up that self-trust.
0: And I think that's, that's so important. Like just to, just to add to that, you know, I was even thinking about that today before our episode and You know, like there's so much of an emphasis in our business about like launching and putting yourself out there and getting that next income level. But at a very ground level, like when you build your foundations on trust and your deep faith in your ability to know that like you're actually good at your craft. Well, Daisy, you're saying you did that through your one-on-ones. Like you were giving these one-off like readings and that gave you the ability to be like, oh my God, I am good at this, you know? And for other people that could look like, you know, you can do sister circles or, you know, you can do different work, but I really believe that the one-on-one is like the gateway to more because, you know, you really get to feel someone's energy and, um, you know, maybe you start off at a lower price and then you start to build your prices from there because you're like, now you're able to see the immediate results in a group. It's like, you can't always see what's going on for everyone because yeah, there's a lot of people. So I think like, one on one work, I would definitely say, like, is the foundation, and launching yeah. that is a different beast, right? To yeah. Use, like, it's not. It, there's no. It's not time sensitive like a group is, right? Yeah. It's more. It's more spacious and it's more. So I think, like, to get your nervous system stabilized and your deep belief that you can do this, one on one is such a sexy way to go.
1: Yeah, and then, totally. And then you
0: wanted to expand.
1: Yeah, and I mean, gosh, there's just so much I could say because it has been such a journey, like. <laughs> You know, but, yeah, I'll try and keep it as concise as possible. But, like, um, yeah, I ran with the one-on-ones for at least two years. And then when you and I met at the beginning of last year, which, well, yeah, so two and a half years I ran with the one-on-ones. I mean, obviously, I started doing masterclasses, um, which is always a great way to go, I think, before you start doing, like, big group, high-level programs online so because that's like, just a way you to start doing
0: paid master classes, right yeah
1: exactly yeah. just so went into paid masterclasses maybe doing like one a month and then yeah I got to this point where I was like no nah, I'm really ready for the up level um and I definitely went through a phase where I was like no nah, I really want to like go to that big level of income like yes let's go and I'm just gonna pre-phase that like right now where I'm at that's not where my head is at like you know, I've come full circle. I'm like, I actually don't need to be making crazy amounts of money to just be living the lifestyle I want to live and enjoying my life. Um, you know, I think, being, yeah. Um, sorry. Amen. sister. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So we can talk more about that as the story unfolds. Right. Yeah, yeah. But Um, Yeah. So basically I met Juliet. We did this, um, High level mastermind together. And, you know, I think what's important to say, as Juliet knows as well, it's like it's a very natural part of the process of developing and growing our business to go through a period where we are being swayed by other people's opinions, where we are being swayed by the opinions of the coaches that we're working with. And this natural thing of like, oh, well, they're doing, they are so successful. Maybe I'm going to see what they have to say and try it their way and try on their strategy. And, it's, you're not doing anything wrong by going down that path because it's just, you need to do that to actually learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you. But, you know, I went straight in. I was like, I'm ready. I'm doing a high level premium program. And, you know, I worked my frigging ass off to launch my, my first round of my mentorship, my self-mastery mentorship And that was like 117k euro launch, I think. And um, yeah, that was really like not a good experience for me, actually. Like the program itself was amazing. I loved the people who joined. They were great. Um, You know, teaching and sharing my work there was so amazing. But the launch and like this idea of like having the 100k launch, it was just like, I got that and I made it. And then I was like, I'm so burnt out. Like, I'm so burnt out from the launch. Like, I should be mm-hmm. feeling ecstatic and so happy on it on top of the world. And I feel really shitty because my emotional, spiritual, mental well-being hasn't been integrated in the launch process. It was just focused on a monetary end goal because I took a coach's strategy that they'd taught me. And it was just like, it just wasn't working for me. So Then I went again to do another launch um, and that launch ended up like the second time, I mean, in, in between that I'd launched other programs, but the second time I launched the self-mastery mentorship, which is about maybe six months later, that was a much more pleasant experience. I like, this is like a knack I've learned about launching. Like if you're going to launch something really big and important, you need to go and take yourself for like two days away from people And just like go on a two day retreat for yourself, really drop into the energy of the program, really like journal, meditate, self reflect on it, and then launch from that space and do a live stream, start promoting from that energetic frequency. And that's what I did with the second time I launched the mentorship and that launch was like a 70k launch and I was so happy with it it felt so much better so much more honoring of my energy my feminine and still such a good monetary outcome my love can I can I just ask you something yeah. you said it was a
0: 70k launch
1: did you yeah say it?
0: it cut out yeah yeah just to make sure yeah yeah and it it like you had really beautiful results yeah. And you did it differently. So so why was it why was it different?
1: I think why it was different is because I just didn't feel this like masculine you know there's a lot of people that go into the coaching industry but are still applying these very masculine principles of like you know and for some people at work there's no right and wrong here but some people want to come in and make their coaching spiritual business like a CEO thing where like it's very much it's like a corporate thing where it's like so strategic and you know I'm not going to say manipulative but it's just very strategic and um and it's just for me it's just so soulless and draining like you know but for some people it really works so that's fine just doesn't work for me um you know because as I started learning and as I started teaching about in the birth of Venus and Hermes from those from that first launch where I started integrating more feminine principles, it was like, oh, life, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Like if you're hitting the quantity, but you're not having a quality experience in doing it, like what is the fucking point? Because life is short. If you're going to die tomorrow and you haven't actually had a quality of the moment, it's only been an empty moment focused on a quantity outcome. What is the fucking point? And I think that also for the second launch, what really like of the mentorship, what really helped me with that was shifting my mental frame, my mindset from um, from I need this to I don't need this. I just want this. So that's the thing as well. Yeah, like once you have your that's so
0: much. Yeah, that's great.
1: Because basically, foundationally, what I've learned about business. Obviously, a certain amount of pressure is healthy because you need to get something getting you out of bed in the morning, dedicated to what you're doing. But if you have an unhealthy amount of pressure on the outcome and if your self-worth is tied into the outcome, much easier said than done, much easier said than done. Because this is the detailed (laughs) refinement of finding a healthy balance, truly. Because obviously on some level, you're going to be attached to the outcome. You can't take that away but if you are applying unhealthy pressure to the outcome, you are limiting the flow of abundance. You're limiting actually how amazing that outcome can be for you. And that is why fundamentally... I do have a
0: question. I have one question before you go to, to what you were going to say. Yeah. Um, but what if, what if people have the pressure of, oh, my God, I need to make ends meet, right? Mm. They're putting all the pressure on their business.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And they need say. the money outcomes. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the
0: same yeah, way.
1: yeah, yeah. So that's why you need to have something in your business that does cover your basic needs. Like for me, that's my, my one-on-one sessions right now. Like my one-on-one sessions, you know, having people book in for those, easy covered, my basic needs are covered more than that. It covers more than my basic needs. But, you know, I think that's why you need to have something, whether it's like a masterclass you run once a month, it's something that you've built up in your business over time, that you have great brand awareness around, that you have a lot of trust, that you have good testimonials in, and that just takes time. Because anytime now I launch my um, readings, people book in straight away. But it, you know, I'm four years down the track of building brand awareness around my sessions. I have great testimonials, and like a lot of the time, people still buy from a bit of a herd mentality. Let's just be completely honest. Like people are gonna buy when they see good. Report when they see good feedback on what you're selling and they see other people booking in. it is just the truth you know people are like oh my god okay that seems to be a hot property like i want to go for that <laughs> so usually like sharing the feedback sharing as you guys already know but it's just it's just the truth you know if i'm launching something and i have people like "Yeah, i just bought i just booked in just like sharing those little screenshots of comments has more people being like, oh my God, yes, I want to join, I want to join. So yeah, you, you need to take time to really develop something in your business that has that brand awareness around it, um, which could be your fundamental one-to-ones, which maybe it's just that you have your private one-to-one twice a week, um, which is what I do. I only do two readings a week right now. It's been such a journey. Like for a while, I like when I did my mentorship, I wasn't doing any one-to-ones, because I needed to have a break because for two years I was doing like 15 readings a week. Like I was burnt out from the sessions. And I, as Juliet knows, and as Juliet can also share about her own journey with this, but like I had to go on such a journey in my business, which many of you are going to go through yourself of just like brand death and re-identifying who you are. And I was known as the astrologer and I had to, Take a step back from that last year in 2021, and really develop my other gifts, and now I'm really coming back in a more integrated way with my astrology. But I had to create space to let you know about 20,000 people unfollow me on Instagram because they just wanted to be seeing astrology content. Are you still there, Juliet? Yeah, or did we lose you? You're here. Okay, Not here. Am I frozen? Yeah, and it's yeah, your video's frozen
0: but it's all good. I know yours is too. This video is so shit, (laughs) but at least our voices, I hope our voices will sound good. That's the important part. No, they're they're (laughs)
1: fine. They're fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, So it's just, it's such a natural part of running a business. Like you are going to go through these moments of existential crisis where you feel like everything's falling apart and you're questioning everything you're doing. And all I can say is you just have to like, know that that's just a time a moment in time and you're going to move through it. You're going to come out the other side and that's where you have to anchor back into your core thing of like, why the fuck am I doing this anyways? Like what is the thing that is actually driving me out of bed in the morning behind all these tools that I'm offering? You know, I'm an astrologer, but really my thing is like, I fucking believe in how powerful it is accessing our authentic codes um, but yeah, Julia, do you want to share also about your experience of how you've been through your own death and rebirth of identity? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, first I just want to add to what you were saying, because it's it's really powerful, the codes you were sharing. And yeah, I mean, you said so many things. So just to like <laughs> go into that for a bit and then we'll go into death and rebirth for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, I heard you say a few things, fundamental things. The first one was really having, you know, getting a piece of your business where you feel really stable and you can generate like basic income and you can meet your needs. Like that should be the first step. Sometimes I see like people who are generators, you know, they want to try so many new things and they want to have, you know, they're having like a rebirth, death and rebirth every day. And they're constantly changing identities. And it's like, okay, but how much is that escapism and how much is that? Like, you know, what I find really powerful is when we can ground down exactly, hone in on our area of expertise on what we're really good at and what people, yeah. have, what, people, who, what people have liked about us. And I find that that is really powerful. It's funny, especially when you have multiple interests, like you're an astrologer, but you were also teaching about business. I was teaching about pleasure for a long time and now, you know, and business. And now it's moving more in the, the direction of leadership. And it's like, exactly how much can you give yourself permission yeah. to evolve and to shift while still remembering what is the core of your business and what generates money because we can get so lost in the, Oh, I'm this today. Oh, I feel this today. You know, when we lead feminine businesses, we're really in touch with, you know, the flow of new things that want to come up, but it's like, okay. And how can you get your basic needs met? How can you ground down in safety? And I find that like for Daisy, that's her one-on-one astrology, you know, readings. Yeah. Right. What do you call them? Your birth chart
1: the soul blueprints activations so yeah blueprint. absolutely and yeah. having
0: a sexy name as well like really helps
1: <laughs> yeah to so what is your core
0: yeah like that yeah.
1: and that's something that just develops over time you know because uh, yeah. i've seen it a lot in the industry where people become obsessed with the aesthetics of their marketing guys when i launched my business like i have a very aesthetic strong message now but like when i launched my business i did not have that You do not need to have that fleshed out from the get go. Like you actually need to understand that that is something that's going to develop over time, really organically and naturally through you. Obviously, starting off with you know, Juliet teaches about like having the core brand message and colors, blah blah blah, blah, you know. But you need to take the pressure off because in the end, people want to work with you for you, for your essence, for your message, for your your genius. And you need to trust that that is going to energetically permeate the aesthetics of the brand um I've really seen this a lot and learned this a lot that ultimately again, much easier said than done, but if we are wobbling, our audience is going to wobble, and yeah. sometimes we still need to go ahead and launch when we're wobbling it's not It's not realistic that we're going to be feeling a hundred percent confident like. Gosh, I've launched many times now and I'm always having a bit of nerves and insecurity, even before I get on a live stream, even before I do a masterclass. Like I've done so many masterclasses now and I still get really nervous. Like your insecurities are never going away, but it's about owning them and being like, hey guys, great, you're here with me today again. Woo, let's move forward with that rather than letting your insecurities own you, which is then gonna impact the way that your audience is receiving you. And yeah. that also is comes down to the thing of, like, we are always going to go through these deaths and rebirths in our business where we do question things. Um, even me, like, when I launched the birth of Venus and Hermes, I had so many people, which is just a reflection of my own wobble, being like, but you're an astrologer. I just followed you for astrology content. Why are you now talking about business? Why are you now talking about the
0: <laughs> the thing is,
1: the funny thing is, is that, like, Astrology is actually such a broad topic because it's the study of life and it's like if I'm talking about everything I love through the lens of astrology people are chilling but if I'm just like talking about things the way I want to talk about them maybe not through the lens of astrology people are like I want to hear about astrology. (laughs) So. Twofold what I'm saying here. Number one, you just have (laughs) to go ahead and do the thing that you want to do. And sometimes that means rebelling against your mission and then coming back and finding it again even stronger. And the second thing is sometimes you need to sell people what they want, but then when they work with you, you give them what they need. Do you understand? Like I talk a lot about abundance. Yeah, great. You want to come and work with me and learn abundance? You need to learn how to have really fucking good self-worth. That's straight up what abundance is connected to. It's not about, oh, here's the strategy to make this much money. Because if you don't have that self-worth in place, it's like that's not gonna help you.
0: Yeah, I hope I didn't totally. just go too much
1: off track, but
0: <laughs> No, no. I mean, I love your tangents and they're and they're on point. They're definitely on point and they add flavor. So I mean, okay, what did I wanna say? <laughs> so many, so many beautiful nuggets here but i think you were saying something before which was something around um yeah it's the way you talk to yourself when you're wobbling that i wanted to add you know like yeah. you were saying you were saying you know sometimes you're wobbling but you still move forward with the launch and yeah you know the thing i find really powerful is you know we're a lot of probably if you're listening to this and you're already in this field you have a level of self uh, awareness But what happens is when we're in a shame cycle, like what happens when we launch and when we show up is that we can be very critical of ourselves, right? That's what creates the wobble. It's it's like a lot of um, judgment and shame. And what happens is when we're so self-aware, we can spot it. You know, we have the awareness to go like, ah, that's the shame or ah, that's the mother wound or the father wound or the perfectionist wound or whatever. And what that does, what I've noticed is that creates like a clinical coldness, to towards yourself instead of actually like I call it your inner launch doula which is really like speaking to yourself with honey infused curiosity and kindness and so that's something that I found like so revolutionary and I think Daisy like that's why we've been in so many coaching programs and why I've spent so much money on people holding these because they've been my launch doulas like in a sense we've also been each other's launch doulas we've supported each other and loved up on each other. And it's because, like we need that encouragement, and when you can give it to yourself, that's when launches shift and so I want to talk to you about that because you started giving yourself that honey nectar, like you just mentioned like a few um minutes ago about how you, you know before a launch, you gave yourself like a two day pause where you were just like immersed in the energy of it, and you turned off your phone and you were in it. so I want to speak more into how you shifted you know your launch. I would call it launch trauma. Does that sound appropriate? Launch yeah, trauma totally. Into, into honey infused love. Hello, hello, my love. And just here for a little quickie. So if you're desiring to birth your soul work into the world, I have two really juicy offers to share with you right now. So the first is launch doula which is a beautiful four-month group and vip one-on-one hybrid experience where we really move through and dissolve shame around showing up and being visible invite you and help you to channel your work and activate your creativity and a sense of relaxation and ultimately receive so i'm so excited about this it's starting very soon And if you're like, "Eh, I'm in the mood for some one-on-one time with Juliette, I also have a five-week launch doula activation, which is very juicy, and a six-month to one-year VIP spot available. And I'm offering this because, my love, I am just done. I'm done. I'm sick and tired of seeing such amazing women put on so much pressure on themselves around showing up and offering their gifts and being visible on the online space. So many throw in the towel early or give up or just feel completely disempowered. And uh, I'm here to reach out my hand and my heart and my love to show you that there is another way to launch. One that feels deeply connected to your vision and one that could even be pleasurable where we start to put one foot in front of the other and really develop momentum and connect you to a strategy that really feels authentic and true to you. So I'm so excited to offer these on sending you all my love. And with that, please enjoy the rest of the episode and reach out if you feel like you'd like to connect.
1: So tell us about that. Yeah, journey. I love that. Yes. Um, you know, as you know, Juliet, it has been such a journey. <laughs> um, I really, touch wood, I really feel like I'm coming out the other side of it now because last year was really challenging for me, moving through a lot in my business, a lot of death around the way I was doing things and showing up. And I feel like now I'm finally coming out the other side, really integrated in this new way, which, you know, a big part of that was really strong lessons in detachment, to be honest. And I know on one hand, I'm at a level in my business where I have the resources where I've been able to create that detachment. And again, that's just like the life cycle of business. Like when you begin, you do have to really build it up on your own and start building your own resources to then maybe start hiring some coaches or hiring people on the team. And, um, you know, for me right now, I've just found that there's certain elements that are just so crucial to my health and well-being of of running the business. And, yeah, I think oh, – so what were you saying? You are saying shifts in internal dialogue. Yeah, I mean, look, again, for me, it's just this really healthy navigation of really learning to not take things personally. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And always anchoring back, like through my reprogramming work, like no matter what is happening externally, like firstly, understanding, and this is a bit in contrast to what I just said, like whatever's happening externally, it's always a lesson. It's always the universe teaching me something about myself, but it's never the universe being like, you're bad, you're wrong, you shouldn't be doing this. It's always like, oh, how can I slightly shift this, move this around? How can I just experiment more? So that this flows even better for me. And that's something that you just really learn to move into over time because it's so natural to go through a period where, and especially for me, like my business just really took off at the beginning and it was just up, 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 up. And then naturally you hit a plateau at some point and then, you know, it kind of dropped off a tiny bit and then it went up and then it just starts to become this like really natural wave and that's just so normal you know that's yeah. just some, again it's like let's normalize the fact that these are just all parts of the journey and the process and the insecurity is something that will never fully go away i've had to like something that i give myself credit for is that i am really good at moving forward when all i want to do is go and hide under a rock like I have had multiple times in my business where I have just wanted to run and hide. But the truth is that I'm like, well, there's literally nothing else that I want to be doing right now. There's no other path that I want to be taking. Like, I have to do this. And so it's really just a journey of continuing to expand your nervous system, your ability to hold by moving through those uncomfortable moments because yeah it it's not about because you want you know, it so badly I love what you said. you want yeah. it so badly yeah, and it's again, it's this balance because it's not about becoming detached to the point that you're disassociated, and it's also not about pushing yourself so much that um you're forcing, 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 you know that's also not where we're wanting to go, but it, it's it's starting to recognize more of these subtleties like you know Julia and I, Julia and I were also talking about the fact that you know you got to get comfortable with the fact that the more you launch programs the more you're going to have someone in the program trying to ask for a refund or complaining or projecting all of their stuff onto the experience and yeah, it like, happens
0: it happens all the time with all successful coaches that I've had the honor to hold or be friends with this happens across the board the more you hold the more yeah lessons you will learn honestly
1: yeah and again it's always like okay you know like for me it would be easier to just run and hide and give them the refund and not deal with it Mm
0: -hmm. and like recent
1: like recently I had to you know get my lawyer to just like take over for me because I was like you know what for me to no longer attract in this lesson, I need to actually stand up and be a woman and not a little girl and be like, this is my fucking business. You know, you can't come into my business, use everything, squeeze out the whole bottle of shampoo and then ask for a refund a month later. <laughs> I love you, know, you metaphor, just <laughs> squeeze out the whole bottle of shampoo. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's how I see it. Like, you go into a shop, you get a bottle of shampoo and conditioner, you go home, you use it all, you come back a month later and you're like, I didn't like it and I want a refund. Yeah. Like, you know, the truth is, my loves loves, the
0: program is over.
1: Yeah. And you've used up everything. And, you know, and the truth is, my loves, like, Juliet and I have been in containers that we were quite disappointed in. But we didn't go and say, and I'm not saying it's always, you know. the. the by the way, we've been do. in
0: multiple containers together. Containers
1: together. <laughs> yeah,
0: and we multiple. didn't go
1: and say, I want a refund. Give me back my money. Because Juliet and I are both the kind of people that we go and we fucking learn our lessons. Why was I in this container? What do I need to learn from this? What can I do better next time? What did I see this coach doing that I didn't like, that I don't want to share with my clients? Like we are yeah. always taking the experience. We are learning from it. We are growing from it. You know, unless someone outright, you know, you pay them and they literally are not showing up and giving you what you paid for. And then, you know, then obviously ask for a refund. But you have to understand, like when you come into these intense containers, you are going to friggin' get what you need. Like, you. <laughs> and that's that's also a mind frame that you choose to be in because you either choose to be in the victim where you're like. They the coach didn't save my business and save my life. And, you know, what's that, that meme going around on Reels right now where it's like, bitch, you better fucking fix my life. Like, you know, people are saying it to their, like, coffee or, like, the first coffee in the morning. Like, you better fucking fix my life, you little shit. Like, you know, it's like you can either come into the container with that energy or you come in with, like, I'm going to learn as much as I can. I'm going to learn from the things I don't like. And I, I'm going to get what I need and I'm going to grow from this. And And that's the difference between,
0: but babe, that's the difference between gambling with your money. And let's say you put, you know, you go all in and you invest. Yeah. Gambling is like, okay, you only have like $20,000 in your bank account and you don't know if more money's coming in and the container costs 18,000 you put it all in and then you're freaked out you're in scarcity and i don't recommend yeah. ever doing that because of course you you're like no you know taking advantage of, i mean it just the whole thing doesn't work so of course you're going to have this energy of you better fix my life because yeah you just went all in and so yeah your safety and your your root chakra is not safe then i would always say yeah. invest if it's an investment so um an investment like an investment feels like an expansion something where your root chakra is feeling safe you feel secure you can take care of your basic needs for months ahead yeah by the way. it's not on a month-to-month basis, like you have enough to feel like okay i'm taking i'm able to take care of myself and then you move up to the second chakra which is like play and turn on and fun and then you can start to play in the upper realms upper chakras you can connect to your heart but when you don't have the safety, the base, um, yeah, you're gonna resent the people. Yeah, you're gonna want want your money back. Yeah, you're gonna you're not gonna learn as much because you're not able to play. Right? It's that definition yeah. of expecting and attaching yourself versus like this ability to detach and to be free and have fun and play, which is what we were just talking about, and that comes from yeah. this basic level of safety maybe maybe that means having a bridge job, right? I mean, it. we're not even saying you have to be a coach full time, but like, you know, maybe there's some that you can figure out or, you know, a family member at the time who like a, a partner who wants to support you in the first months or, you know, always can get creative. Yeah. Anything you want to yeah. add more on um, that? With the investment? Yeah, piece?
1: I mean, I think, you know, it's just like, Obviously, I think what you just said is so important and obviously in that there's always going to be the little part of us that's like, oh, but do I really need to do that? Do I really need to put the money there? And, you know, I do think making strong investments yeah. is, is a great thing. I mean, I have invested in so many coaches and I'm actually at the point right now where I'm not working with anyone because... I wanted to revalidate for myself how capable I am of doing it on my own. And then I will go back into working with someone. But I just, I haven't been working with anyone now for like, I don't know, maybe since the past few months. And it's been really great because I just needed to be like, no, I, you know, in the end, once you kind of understand all the strategy and everything the coaches, the stuff that they're telling you, like, you already know yourself. It's just that you're actually paying someone there to have that support, to have that, you know, emotional support to lean on, which is so profound and so helpful. But it's also really important, I think, to sometimes have breaks and just know that you can also give that to yourself and just prove, because this is part of you proving like your self-worth to yourself. It's like, yeah, great. I've got my own back and I get to reach out to my friends and my support system. Um,
0: and, and I know yeah, how to I'm talk to, to myself right nicely. Now. Right.
1: It's like, it's like that inner
0: launch yeah. doula again, like, you know, how do you talk to yourself and that you can really, I think when you have a coach in your corner, they can be a great mirror. You know, if they're a good coach, they can be like, Hey, like, you know, this is how you're talking to yourself and they can help you heal. But on a deeper level, like if you're able to, yeah, yeah, I love that you're working on your own for a moment. You know, I did that earlier this year. I worked for like seven months without um, uh, being in a container or being a coach. Um, I was -hmm. working with a healer, um, still am. But yeah, I find those moments like super empowering. And when you want to invest in someone, um, it's because it's just more fun with a coach. Like I find that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really because fast. you
1: deserve the support you do and you yeah. get t- to be reflected back parts of you that maybe you're having a difficult time accessing right now um yeah and there was something I was gonna say as well yeah I think you know that's also reflected in pricing of the programs as well like you know I and I think Juliet can also say the same like went through that period of like high level pricing high level pricing I mean still my one-on-one privates are on the higher level because I just don't have that much space for them in my schedule. But I am now starting to shift my pricing to more of an accessible price point than what it was before, just because that's what feels really good right now. And I think that's it at the end. Like you just have to do what feels most exciting for you. Same with launching a program, like do not launch something because you think it's the thing that's going to make you money Um, launch something because you feel really excited about it. Cause you're like, Oh my God, this is such a good idea. And you know, where I'm at right now personally is in the realm of collaboration. Like I feel most excited about collaborating, about doing things with people that have a shared vision to me because I have been running my business solely for four years. And I'm like, you know what? I'm over doing this by myself. Like I want to launch with someone and it does help to create a bit more detachment around things as well. Cause again, at the end of the day, it's not all about the money. It's about the experience. It's about the fun. It's about the joy that you get to create. And then the money that gets to come on top of that, which feels so much more full and fulfilling. But I guess one yeah. more other thing that came to my mind is that, you know, and this is maybe like, a bit of a hard truth but this industry is not for everyone I think that you know being in this industry it's not easy you have to fucking show up and commit every single day and I just think you either have that in your bones and in your blood or you don't and you know you you either have that just like that fundamental desire where it's like I want to show up I want to do this I want to keep going or you don't. And again, it's like, you should never be doing anything because you think it's the thing that's going to make you the most money. That's never going to get you anywhere. Because even if you make money, you're not going to be fulfilled. And I see a lot of the time, people trying to push with the coaching, push with the coaching, when really their zone of genius is somewhere else, where it's almost like sometimes, and I had to go through that process myself with astrology. It's like almost our zone of genius is so easy. We don't want to do it. It's too easy. No, there's too much flow there. I need yeah. to go and do the thing that's a challenge. I have difficult. seen that so
0: many times. Yes,
1: yeah, and it's it's also a bit of an ego thing because it's like oh, whoopsie. It's also a bit of an ego thing because it's like, no, I need to prove. I need to prove to myself that I can do this, that I can be a successful coach. And it's just like, for what, you know, for what, like, what if you were able to be doing something that is so fulfilling and exciting and enjoyable for you, where you get to be making much more effortless flow of income and abundance?
0: Yeah, there's a woman that I was working with for for a while. um, And she was telling me, you know, she was doing content. No, no, she was a marketer before she joined the coaching industry. And then um, she was wanting to be like a spiritual coach online. And then it just wasn't working. It wasn't flowing because her area of expertise was marketing. But because it was from like the old paradigm, she was in like an old school uh, company that was quite there was. Yeah, there was it wasn't a healthy environment, let's put it that way. And because of that, she gotten so turned off from marketing. Meanwhile, she would gotten her education in marketing. And actually what she started to do is she merged her marketing background with spirituality and she became a spiritual marketing coach. Um, that she's and she's killing it right now. And might I add that now she shifted into a new direction. She had a death and rebirth and permission to do that all oh, by the way, as she's transitioning to um become something else right now she actually got a bridge job in between so she's working in marketing at a consulting firm as she's building this new part of her business she's constantly taking care of her root taking care of herself and i think she really has a success story like she is the queen who saves herself you know
1: that's beautiful yeah that's such a beautiful example it's such a natural part of um, again, the journey where you're going to go, I don't know, it's the same with in many things in life with relationships where it's like, you can know, or you can be told, hey, I think you're going to be so successful at doing this. But it's like, you almost have to go and try the thing that's not going to work for you to finally realize that that other thing has always been there for you. And I also saw that with one of my best friends who was like, really trying to go ahead with fashion design. And I was always saying to her, babe, like, you would be so amazing at interior design. Like, you are so naturally gifted at it. And finally, she, like, tried with the fashion design. It just was not flowing for her. And she finally switched to interior design. Boom, 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 boom. Client, 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 client. Same as another (laughs) one of my best friends. Like, she was really trying with the coaching, going, pushing at it. It was not flowing for her. And then finally, she moved over to creative consultant and branding, and she's killing it. She has clients, boom, 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 coming from every direction. And truly, I believe that is what happens when you just naturally ease into your zone of genius.
0: Naturally easing into your zone. I love that. You know, it's, it's funny because I think I've had that journey as well with myself. Like for a long time, I wanted to be, you know, a successful business coach. And in a way, like I have held a lot of women and I have had success. Um, you know, I've made multiple six figures, but it's funny. I was always like differentiating it in my head. I would think, okay, there's business coaching that I do. And I also do pleasure and they're not the same. And lately, like, because I had this come to Jesus moment that I've been putting so much pressure (laughs) on myself with these latest launches, you know, I realized, oh my God, I need to actually start to talk to myself. Like I've been talking to my clients for so long, which is like this honey, loving launch love vibe which is actually why everyone comes to me and what yes. they get the most out of with me like yeah yes. you can you can attest to that like yeah um, you're so funny. good at
1: speaking to people's inner child and just being like like just creating so much safety and love and sweetness and helping them to feel seen and that's just like the most healing thing ever
0: yeah, thanks love. And yeah, it's really like just healing the shame part. I think that's why so many of us get blocked and stuck and why we don't move forward.
1: And so but that's also where you bridge into pleasure, Juliet, because you are yes, so good at Yeah, you're so good at clearing shame and you've done that for me around sexuality and that that that's the bridge. Yeah,
0: so it's just it's funny how it all just comes together, right? You want to break things apart so much. And it's like, hey, if you have energy in two different fields, or if people have given you feedback, and it's just natural, but you because it's so natural, you take advantage of it. And you're like, No, things have to be hard, like kind of what you were just saying. Yeah, like things have to be hard. And it's like, No, and I think that's the feminine flow aspect. And that's what you know, we're talking about here in this episode, like, especially your example, Daisy, you know, you were pushing and You know, you did that 117K launch, but it didn't feel as good. And then actually, when you started to relax and flow more and be gentle to yourself and kinder, you had this beautiful, also a beautiful launch. It was different and you treated yourself so well. So I'm curious if you have any tips on ways to be gentle during launches, like what are your favorite hacks to detach and to nourish yourself during a launch to create more of the flow
1: yeah well I as you know I'm like obsessed with self-care but you know, I know you've me, turned me on to so many amazing things in self-care <laughs> thanks to my mom as well um yeah no I Lisa
0: shout out to Lisa yeah
1: shout out to mom yeah I uh, you know, th- there's some things I will say about being more gentle. And there's, there there's going to be other things I say that I don't know if it's gentle, but it's just honoring my full self. And, you know, for me, I love going out dancing. Like it gives me so much energy. I have so many creative downloads. And when I'm at an amazing party with good music, beautiful people, amazing lighting, the venue's amazing. I have these moments where I'm like, This is why I do everything that I do to have a moment like this where I just am feeling so energized. And like music for me is like a spiritual awakening, you know? I'm like enlightened by Daisy's podcast,
0: Daisy's Daisy's Spotify playlists are amazing. I will drop it in the show (laughs) notes.
1: Thank you. But yeah, for me, it's being able to, you know. I need to feel like I can run my business and still have all of these other parts of my life integrated. So obviously moving into a launch, it's always like, you know, it can be like a big thing, like, ah, and it's always, you know, so natural to feel scared and resistant and like, Ooh, and okay. Something else that I've learned to be really gentle on when launching is not putting so much pressure on the first post or on one post. What I've learned is that it's like a gradual buildup of exposure. So it's, it's, it's completely taking away the expectation that the first time, or even the first few times you post about the offer that people are going to join, boom, 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 you know, and great. Like usually what happens to me when I launch a high level program, like it's so funny, this pattern of mine, but it's like, I will usually have someone sign up immediately. And then it's like, Spaciousness. It's like the universe is like... <laughs> I, I, call it,
0: I call it the, mid, the mid-launch mid lull. And that's when yeah. most people drop, drop off.
1: Totally. I mean, for me, though, it's like I, I also definitely have the mid-launch lull. That's for sure. But th- this isn't Everyone even like does. the mid-launch lull. Yeah. This isn't even like the mid-launch lull yet. This is still like at the very beginning. Like I'll have like one yeah. person join. And then it's like crickets for the next like few posts. And I'm like, ah! And really, the thing is, at the end of the day, like, you just have to pull through. Like, you just have to keep going. And obviously, yeah, and often, have,
0: what, of, yeah, yeah. often what I notice yeah, no, is, like, were, at that very po- at that very point, days like, and anyone who's listening, at that point, sometimes it's about taking our own medicine. So, like, I call it the four stages of launches, but to go with da- what Daisy's yeah. from, It's, you know, the first phase is, like, you know, you put out those first posts. It's like, hi, I'm here. It's the foreplay. It's like, this is what it is. It's more playful. And then you enter the second phase, which is kind of like taking your own medicine, you know, like, are you going to have a death and a rebirth then? Like, are you going to, how are you going to hold yourself? How are you going to be sit still in your worthiness? Yeah. And then the third phase I would say, yeah. Yeah. And then the third phase, I would say, is the mid-launch lull, which is what I think you were talking about, which is like gradually building and sharing the content and the info.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, look, generally speaking, like you're going to find most people join in the last section of the launch. Like you usually have the a grand success, finale, I call it. Yeah. Yeah, the grand <laughs> finale. And that's why like you just got to hold out and keep going, because usually, you know, it's when you're just about to close the launching process that people are like, "Ah!" and that's also why something that I wish I'd implemented sooner is the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the, that's just the truth. Like let's take the pressure off of ourselves. Do not expect like, great. Like literally take the expectation off. Don't expect even anyone joins the first time you talk about it. Like just take the pressure off, you know, people are going to be interested. They're going to sign up and, Really, you just have to think about yourself as a consumer. Like, who are you? Like, me as a consumer, I honestly buy through my friends. Like, I've joined stuff because Juliet has told me about it, you know? Or, like, maybe I will see – like, usually I'll see something, and if I like it, I'll just buy it immediately. But I'm also not someone that's usually, like, reading through posts or commenting on posts. It's just not the type of um, social media user that I am. So just, like, try to be a little bit more realistic – yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, but I think also in that it, it's just a learning experience. You're going to have some launches where you come out of them feeling really, Okay, that was intense. That was a lot. And sometimes it's just the fact that the first time you're launching a program, it's going to be a little bit harder because you're building brand awareness around it. And maybe the second time you launch it, it's going to be a lot easier because you run the program, you really get the bones of it, you get the DNA of it. and, And now it's just a lot more effortless talking about it um you know you've been able to share about people's processes so there's more people that are like okay yeah i get it i see it now so that's also something good to know that maybe the first time it is just going to be and that's also why i know people in the industry the first time they launch something it might be at a lower price point you know something that just feels really like yeah i feel like that's a good price people are more likely to sign up for that and then also as i was saying before which i'm doing right now with the mem- my membership i'm launching this week it's like I'm doing a three week price increase until the fourth time the price will settle on like a final price point. And I think that also can be great because it just keeps a lot of excitement and flow for the launch where it's like, you know, it, it's kind of like keeping people, people interested.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: It gets people to act. So I think that can also be really good just depending yeah. on what you're offering though. But yeah, yeah but I
0: would, it's, it's interesting because like everyone has different opinions and advice about it. Again, it's like just going back to what feels exciting for you. I mean, I think, Daisy, like your price increasing, that's exciting for you. And it's funny because I'm yeah. working with a, a healer coach right now who's like, don't do price increases, you know, like your value, your work, your work is valuable and this is what it is. And so, you know,
1: <clears> everyone I think it's of selling. Yeah, I really think it depends what you're selling. And I I think also you go through your own cycles because if you're selling, for example, like for me, if I was offering like my premium VIP one-on-one, I'm not going to be doing a price increase on that because that's just like a a one-time offer. And also if I'm doing like a high-level mastermind, you know, that's a difference to launching like a eight-week program or a you know, like my annual membership, which people might be paying on a payment plan or something. It just really depends what, what the launch is about, like a higher premium launch, you know, you're probably not going to be doing like an early bird price because it's just not really in alignment with the frequency of the offer. So it just depends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It depends on what you want to do with, with the pricing. But I think ultimately, like we've spoken about this many times, Daisy, it's just, you know, what do you feel like you're excited about and what do you feel like people will will purchase? Like, just make it that simple. It doesn't have to be more complicated, you know? And I think a lot of people talk about like spiritual pricing and all that, all that good stuff. And it's like, okay, like your body will know like what, what lights you up or what feels most in resonance with you. And what you yeah. want to show up for, you know, and I think that's that's an inner journey, and no one should tell you what that is, yeah, um, yay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just one question, oh yeah, so I'm just we're just gonna close it with this it's a lighter question, but I'm curious if you have before I ask it if you have anything else you want to share about launching and um anything you think that we didn't speak about.
1: Well, I feel like we covered so much, and I also feel like there's just always so yeah. much to say because it's a big topic. Yeah. But um <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, True. launching is like the bones of the business at the end of the day. You know, you don't really have a business without launching. So I feel like it just permeates just you know all areas of of the business. Um, but no, Ooh, I, I mean, I, I think that one—that's a good one. I. Yeah, I think that just, you know, as we were already speaking about before, this piece of conviction, which I like to talk a lot about with my clients, it's like, it's not about getting rid of your insecurities. Like, I I just, I drive this point home 24-7. Like, your insecurities are never going to fully go away because the survival protective part of your psyche is always going to be there. It's always going to try and protect you. It's always going to look for danger. So it's about understanding that that part's there, but again, not letting that part own you and drive you and instead becoming friends with it, seeing that it's there and still moving forward in conviction with it. Like claiming it, owning it. Yep, this insecurity is a part of who I am. Yep, this is real real to who I am right now and still moving forward with that. It's not like you have to Show up, maybe it does help to go online and be honest and talk about the insecurity. You also don't have to share it either. That's totally fine. It's about you owning and claiming that for yourself and knowing that a big part of this business is just keeping on, keeping on. Like you just have to keep going. You have to be good at moving through discomfort. Like I'm sorry, but plainly, that's it. You have to be good at moving through the uncomfortable feelings and emotions and the resistance. Like my thing is like moving into what I'm feeling resistance around. That's where the magic comes on the other side.
0: Yeah, that's so powerful. And, you know, like hearing this from Daisy, who has launched multiple things, has built a multi, multi six figure business. And it's just very inspiring to hear her speak about this, these honest truths and um I love what you said, like keep on keeping on, like just keep on moving, keep on walking, you just have to and, keep going. You know. Some of yeah. us are so scared of falling on our face, and it's that fear of failure that you know, what's that famous quote? Like the fear of failure is the, the biggest fear of them all. I mean, you'll always learn something. And so, you know, I love that this idea of keep on moving forward and to be gentle to yourself throughout the process, because you know. I remember an ex-boyfriend when I was twenty two years old asked me, Juliet, what are you, the carrot or the stick? And I was like, What do you mean? <laughs> and he's like, he's like What <laughs> motivates you? <laughs> the carrot, a treat? <laughs> oh, <laughs> or yeah. a stick? Do you want to do do you like do you do you want to learn the lessons more rough? Or do you want to be like, you know, cocooned and spoken to gently and, you know, softer? And I remember I looked at him and I was like, the carrot. I am the fucking carrot. (laughs) Don't put me in a cold shower. (laughs) You know, like I want it smoother. So it just depends on, you know, how you want to learn the lessons, what's best for your nervous system, what makes you feel safe and motivated to continue to put one foot in front of the other and move mountains. That's why I use the terminology launch, Jula. You can use whatever you want to make you feel yummy and good. Um, But yeah, for me, it's like, when I'm in a trigger and I can't move forward, I, my launch doula asked myself with curiosity, you know, like, Hey babe, like what's, what's going on? Like what, what's going on with you? How are you doing? And then I'm like, and then my inner child or a part of me is like, Oh, like that's what's going on. You know, I need to ask myself softly instead of being like, why didn't you show up? You're in this wound again. You're in this trigger, which is what I can do a lot of the times, especially when, um, I record something and I look back. I can be very judgmental. That's why this podcast, hmm. baby, is going unedited, motherfucker. Putting ah. <laughs> it out raw. Oh. Great. Yes, love that. <laughs> because all of us is welcome, babe, on our unedited, raw selves. Like they just get all of us. Isn't that great?
1: Yay! <laughs> Amazing.
0: Love it. What are you, Daisy, carrot or the stick?
1: Is that the closing question or? <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, is that what the... so um I I probably I'd say that I am both I think I think I'm pretty balanced in them like I think yeah no. I mean obviously I'm driven by beauty and abundance and love and all of the beautiful things like that's absolutely what what drives me but um I also love a bit of discipline like, that also really, yeah. like, I, that, that makes me feel powerful, you know? So mm. I think both. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's so funny because actually I said don't put me in a cold shower. This morning I took a cold shower. So I think there's a little <laughs> bit of me that also yeah. likes a little bit. You have to like a little bit of pain. Otherwise, the entrepreneurship journey is going to be a rough one because they, you know, yeah. that's the duality of life, right? You have both.
1: So. Yeah. You have to develop a healthy relationship to pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question. It's just like a cute
0: question, but what's your favorite self-care ritual that you're doing these
1: days? So, sorry, I was just like, I heard some banging and I was like, Oh my God, is there an earthquake? I'm like, there's like sometimes earthquakes in Mexico city. Um, So what is my – yeah, my favorite self-care ritual right now is definitely the bathing rituals that I'm doing, which I will give a hint because you're not actually meant to tell people what your rituals are, like, as far as I've been taught, which I love because – Essentially, your rituals are something that are meant to be very sacred to you. so it's actually important to not really talk to people about when you're doing a ritual, exactly what it's for, you know what are the exact elements to it because you know it's meant you' it's meant to be something very sacred, very private, very personal, something that people aren't you know able to project anything onto but obviously that being said i will I will share so my one of my favorite rituals right now is my my bathing rituals that I'm doing and obviously the beautiful thing about that is that you just get to tune into what your desire is with the ritual and then you can start to feel into what kind of ingredients you might want to use for example um, if you're doing a clearing ritual you're going to want to be using a lot of salt and like maybe epsom salts or magnesium salts for the bath um something that can help to draw out stuff. And then also, you know, maybe you're using some like sage oil or something that's helping to also cut and clear. If you're use if you're doing a ritual for like magnetism, I'll give you a hint right now, something I put in the bath is a lot of honey, because it's like sticky and it makes you magnetic to what you're calling in. And then obviously you can put other elements in there based on, you know, is it wealth, is it love? is it beauty? So you just get to play around with that. And yeah, I'm loving that. And then also choosing a candle where the color of the candle is matching um, the frequency of what I'm doing the ritual for.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Like, yeah, I was, I was just thinking like, what product are you, are you using? But you were like, okay, no, I'm really going into like, you're like, I have this amazing ritual and I bring in all these elements. I love it. I love it how, you know, you use a product that rep- that symbolizes something that you are connecting to. And I think that's such a beautiful metaphor for yeah, how you intentionally want to
1: set, set an intention, I would say. So
0: powerful babe. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. Well, I would something... definitely give that a thought next time I do a ritual. Yes.
1: <laughs> and something more physical. Um definitely, you know, I'm always just gonna say get a get hydrofacial every six weeks. Hydrofacial, hydrofacial, hydrofacial. This girl loves skin her
0: hydrofacial.
1: Yeah, I love skin cancer. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Daisy's the one that turned me on to the, um, the LED mask red light. that I put in the shower. It's yeah. the red light. It's so, so nice. I mean, my skin's always glowing after. It is. So it looks so good. babe, for all these juicy nuggets. This was such a beautiful thank you for coming on here and um, yeah, I'm so grateful for you and grateful for this talk so I'm sending you so much love, thank you for those who tuned in sending you lots of love from Amsterdam Daisy from Mexico City
1: (laughs) yes, Mexico to Amsterdam, I love you so much, can't wait to see you here soon, and I love you thank you so much thank you babe. all right
0: my love that about sums up this week's juicy episode if you enjoyed it don't forget to pass it along to a girlfriend you think might get uplifted from this conversation and if there was a particular juicy nugget that you enjoyed please feel free to share it on your social media and tag me that way i can shower you with my love and appreciation thank you so much And don't forget to give this podcast five stars so it can reach as many people as possible who are interested in pleasure, profit, and soul in the new age. Yes, motherfucker. I'm so happy you were here. Thank you so much. And I'll see you for the next episode. Lots of love and don't forget to stay juicy.